Hello and welcome to the Cop Table Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Phillips. Tonight we are previewing the Bournemouth game down south this weekend. On tonight's show, we have Bournemouth fan, Paul Spears. Paul is uh, currently in the Isle of Wight, been supporting Bournemouth for over 50 years and making his second appearance on the Cop Table podcast. So, very warm welcome to the show once again, Paul. Thanks a lot, Peter. Nice to talk to you again. Excellent. And on the Liverpool side of things tonight, we have Glenn Murray. Glenn is a 25-year-old lifelong Reds fan, also been known to do podcasts on our, our sister station, Cop Left. So, very warm welcome to the show for the first time to you, Glenn. Yeah, thanks very much. Glad to be here. Excellent stuff. Yeah, and um, just looking forward to to the game on Sunday. Looking back at the performance against Sunderland, Glenn, what did you make of it? Obviously, this is going to be a reoccurring theme, isn't it, with teams coming coming to Anfield and, and sometimes away from home, playing basically 10 men behind the ball. Do you see this going to be a, a re- reoccurring theme throughout the rest of the season? We're kind of victims of our own success because uh, obviously we're playing so well this season. You know, teams obviously aren't coming out and attacking us as much as what they, they may have done previously. So obviously that's why we're getting teams coming and playing so defensive against us. You know, home and away, you know, I didn't expect Southampton to play as defensive defensively as what they did last weekend. But I think that's, you know, that's a credit to us. Probably expected it more so, you know, on, on Saturday against Sunderland. I think uh, obviously we've made our name on on the quality of our attack and play. So um, it's no surprise really that, that teams are, are setting up so defensively against us. Um, so I would say as long as that continues, then I would say opposition teams, you know, quite often will will decide to, to set up like that. I'm not so sure Bournemouth will on, on Sunday. Eddie Howe, he, he likes to play good football. And not saying that they'll, they'll come out and uh, go all guns blazing, you, you know, but uh, I would expect Bournemouth to come out and have a bit more of a go at us. Uh, as opposed to some teams recently. Yeah, it'll be a, a much welcome change, won't it, compared to uh, the previous few fixtures that we've had. Okay, over to yourself then, Paul. I didn't yeah. see much of the, the game versus Arsenal yesterday, but how did your side play in that game? By all accounts, you just put on a decent performance. Yeah, I mean, Glenn beat me to it, to be honest. Uh, Bournemouth don't go home or away and pack the defence. We, we, Bournemouth will have a go, no matter who they're playing. They had a go yesterday at Arsenal, and... On another day, could easily have drawn. I mean, they should have been given a second penalty, a blatant handball, which would have made it 2-2 with 20 minutes to go. Uh, But Bournemouth Bournemouth will have a right go. Uh, They play proper football. Uh, It's not Eddie Howe's philosophy to put everyone behind the ball and just play for a nil-nil. That's not part of their game. They don't know any different. Yeah, and just um, speaking on Jack Wilshire, like we talked off air just before, how much of an influence has he been since joining the club on loan? Massive, absolutely massive. Uh, he's played nine games on the spin. Well, he did play yesterday, obviously, because uh, it was Arsenal. But oh, he played yeah, nine yeah. games on the spin. The last four, he's played 90 minutes of all the games. Uh, at the end of the 90 minutes, he is full of running. He is just, he's getting better and better and better each game. He, I mean, he's a top, top player. And, and people say he's injury prone and all the rest of it. But some of those injuries are just due to some of... I've looked at some of the really bad tackles he had that caused the injuries. That, that's the way it is. But 
he's, he's a phenomenal player. He's only 24. He seems to have been around forever. And he's one of those players that has got so much time on the ball, or seems to have. And that's a top-class player when they're like that. And he's just controlling games for Bournemouth. And the players around him are playing so much better as well. So he's one to look out for on Sunday. Don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's played against Liverpool once or twice, and he's always um, he's always had decent games against Liverpool. So yeah, definitely one to to keep an eye on for for Klopp yeah. on on Sunday. But oh, back over to yourself, Glenn. Obviously, now that we know that Phil Coutinho is going to be missing for foreseeable future, likely owed to be five to six weeks. Do you think that Divock Arrivi will? Arigi, sorry, will be given the chance to come in and stake a claim for, for his place in the side, or do you think Klopp will look to reintroduce Daniel Sturridge once once he's fit again? The key thing is with Sturridge, is like you just said there, when, when he's fit again, um, but we don't know when that's going to be. So, uh, I mean, I, I would say Arigi will be coming back in, and um, I mean, rightly so, because whenever he came on on Saturday, um, he had a positive impact on the game. Um, you know, see, he grabbed the goal for us, but uh, it gives us a different dimension up front, um, and I don't really think we'll have any other any other strikers who give us that. You know, we he's a pace to run in behind. His close control is very good. I think it's it's quite underrated. You, when you see him in one v one situations with the defenders, he's very good. You know, like the goal on Saturday. You know, he, he squares the defender up and then just does a step over, drops the shoulder, and then he gets that half a yard of space. You know, and that's a, eventually how the goal comes about. But uh, obviously, there's a lot of talk about. Uh, Coutinho going out injured and obviously it's it'd be a massive blow to any team. I think we've we've our our squad's a lot better than than some people have made out. Uh, I don't think it's going to be too much of a, a massive change for us. You know, I think uh, Firmino he's quite versatile in terms of the positions he can play. So I'm sure he can move to accommodate Origi leading the line, whether that be from in behind playing the number ten role or coming in off the left. So uh, yeah, I mean I I see Origi coming in and. But, I mean, as I say, the thing with Sturridge is, obviously, he's not 100% fit at the minute. You know, we, we, we can't really count on him at the minute, but he's not even he's not even training, I, I believe, from, from, from Klopp's press conference today. He says he's not, not training with the team at the minute. But, as I say, I mean, regardless of that, I think Origi deserves to come into the into the side. You know, as I say, he's taken his chance on Saturday, scored the goal, and he looks a threat. So, I'd be going with him regardless. Yeah, and it's it's a shame for Sturridge because he he's gone a long spell for himself anyway w- without any sort of niggling injuries, and he looks like he's picked up the, this one on just at the wrong time when he he could have like the likely others he could have got a starting, especially yeah. against Leeds tomorrow in in the um, in the League Cup. That would have been the perfect opportunity for him to get some minutes under his belt, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, I mean the other thing as well with him is I mean he hasn't been playing a, a lot of games at the minute because obviously. With us not having any European football, you know, we are sort of going from one one week to the next, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And obviously with, with us playing as well as we have been, there hasn't been any reason for us to change the team. So that sort of contributed to the fact that maybe he hasn't had any injuries because he's not actually getting a chance to get on the pitch. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, obviously he's picked up this injury in training. And like you say, it's obviously worked out unfortunate for him because with Coutinho coming out injured, you know, he would have he would have fitted in well there. I mean, hopefully it's it's nothing too serious. And like I said, although I did say before, you know, I would, I would have Origi in there. You know, that's not to say I don't want Sturridge back and and available because you know even if he doesn't start, you know, he's a fantastic option to have off the bench. And uh, you know, if he is available, then it's a good problem to have. 
Most definitely, yeah. Cheers, Glenn. Okay, then, back over to yourself, Paul. There's been a, a few good reports written about the lad Callum Wilson, who's been playing up front for you this season. In your opinion, how good is he and, and how good can he go on to be? He could be as good as he wants. I, I genuinely believe he could play for England. Um, yeah. I mean, as you know, he, he had a terrible injury last season after half a dozen games. Came back the last three or four games at the end of last season and has played every game this season. Again, he's getting stronger and stronger, but he, he, he literally could be anything he wants to be. Uh, I, I Honestly, whether we'll hold on to him, I don't know. Uh, just see, we'll see how it works out. But I'm sure there'll be other clubs wanting to come in for him at some point. Going to, towards his role in the, in the starting eleven, is, does he play as a lone striker or does he has he got like yeah, players in and, in and around him all the time? The, the favoured formation at the moment is Callum Wilson's a lone striker with Jack Wilshire just playing just behind him. That's yeah. the favoured combination at the moment. It seems to work well. Jack Wilshire gets into great positions. Uh, he hasn't scored a goal for Bournemouth yet, but I think he's hit the woodwork something like six times. <laughs> it's quite ridiculous. That's just Jack Wilshire. So that's the sort of starting formation uh, with probably you know, a couple of, hopefully not Jordan I or uh, play. I mean um, uh, Josh King possibly, or uh, <laughs> we're not sure on that. One. Do you do a money back guarantee on players? By the way, so, well, what comes that one? There is actually a, a buyback clause for Liverpool, isn't there, with them? But I yeah, I don't think they'll be using it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think from from the way you're talking there, it's it's a pretty a pretty similar formation to what Liverpool play. It's quite a versatile front four, if you like, with a lone striker and three in behind who yeah, pretty, pretty much rotate um, yeah. uh, into different positions throughout uh, throughout the the game. So yeah, if uh, if that's the way it is, then it's it's a very similar formation yeah, to what Liverpool up, I would think that way. Yeah. yeah, and just just talking about Jordan I, but take it you've not been too impressed with his with his, his well, spell so far. No, um, I haven't been. I don't suppose the manager has. If you work out first, he started the first eleven Premier League games of the season and had the unwanted, plus well, the only Premier League player to have got substituted in every game, having started every game, an unwanted tag, you may say. He lasted 60 minutes most games, but the last game it was 45 minutes. So that probably tells you that the manager's not overly impressed either. He's got bags of potential, I would say, and he's only young. Uh, he's got great footwork and all the rest of it, but he hasn't scored a goal yet. I, don't, I can't recall him even assisting, making an, an assist. Gets into, you know, gets into good positions. His, his actual sort of passing, his final ball is, is poor and he gets caught in possession a lot. Just needs to improve. I think he's got potential, but got a lot to improve. Now, whether that was what he was like at Liverpool, I'm, I'm guessing it's much of the same. I don't know. Yeah, his first season when he when he broke through into the team, he, he looked he looked very, very good. And when Sterling left, everybody said that Jordan Ibe was the, was the perfect replacement to, to come in and for Sterling but he never seemed to to fill that potential did he Glenn he, he just seemed to he sort of hit a brick wall didn't he and there was no no improvements from, from the previous season yeah I mean I can remember whenever um, he came back to us it was sort of midway during the 14-15 season and I remember he had, his first appearance might have been in the, in the derby yeah, and I remember well. he, he near broke the the post at Goodison, like, and everyone was thinking, "Oh, we've got a real talent on our hands." And to be fair, I mean, that guy did, I did as well. 
I, I really like I to be fair, but um, he hasn't really produced, has he? You know, he, he doesn't score enough goals. He doesn't create enough. But I do like him. I mean, I kind of think of him as a bit of an old-fashioned winger because, um, especially at, whenever he was with ourselves, I like the fact that he always had to go with the fullback and tried to take him on. So I think nowadays, you know, a lot of players who play it wide just want to come inside and get involved um, centrally, whereas he sort of tends to, to hug the touchline and, and take on the fullback one-on-one, which I like to see. But, um, no, I mean, I, I agree with both of you. I mean, uh, at this moment in time, sort of he's, he's unfulfilled, but, you know, he's still very, very young. Um, so, I mean, he's got plenty of time to, you know, to fulfil that potential. Is it true, uh, Paul, that he, he's chosen to play for Nigeria as his international team? I've not heard that, to be honest. Um, I was just nodding my head at what Glenn was saying, really, that it, I say the same thing when I watch him, Jordan I, where I like the fact he's prepared to take a player on. I, I like, you know, He's not frightened to, and quite often he gets past one or even two defenders, but it's his decision-making that lets him down massively. But I do like the fact he's prepared to have a go, yes. Uh, as for Nigeria, I don't know that. I've not actually heard that one. So I can't answer that one. Luckily, it wasn't a quiz question. Very, very true. Yeah, OK. Going back over to uh, to yourself then, Glenn. Obviously, we spoke about the injury to Coutinho earlier and obviously Mane is going to be going away to the African Cup of Nations. Do you think that Klopp is going to now decide to, to do some business in, in the January window considering these two things that's been, been thrust upon him, really? I mean, I've seen a bit of talk about that. Um, I, I still don't think it's something or necessarily need to go out and purchase anyone. I know, obviously, we're we're still sort of awaiting to hear what the results of this scan is going to be. Um, you know, I've heard a few people saying it's going to be sort of five to six weeks for Coutinho, um, so that would be you know around January. But obviously, with Mane going, you um, you potentially going to be without him for a good few weeks um, across January and February. Um, but I mean, no, I, I, me personally, I I wouldn't be going into the market for for that particular reason. Um, I know we were obviously we tried to sign Pulisic from from Dortmund in the summer, um, and I'd seen sort of you know there's potential maybe of the looking looking at that again in January. But uh, I, I still feel you know we've got a, a good enough squad there that that we can rep- not, not so much replace Coutinho, I think he's our best player, but, you know, we've definitely got players who can come in and do a job for us. And especially the fact that, you know, without not having any European football, um, you know, I don't think the squad's going to be stretched uh, at all. The perfect replacement for when Mane goes is, is Sturridge, provided he's, he's fitting well, because I, I think he'd slot in, slot in well there with Firmino, Coutinho, and then you know, if Origi's still in the squad as well, I still think that they can... They can form a some form of partnership up front because you know we've seen Sturridge. He he does pop up in different areas of the pitch. He can pop up out wide. Obviously, he likes to be through the centre. Um, and the same with Firmino. Um, you know, so I think we're we've got a lot of fluidity up front. So me personally, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be going in to, to buy anyone in January. I don't think the market's necessarily very good in January either. Um, so I, I'd be happy enough with what we got. Excellent stuff. And on the similar lines to yourself, Paul, do you think that Eddie Howe is going to decide to do any any business in this this January's transfer window? I, I would guess he he'll be governed by any injuries between now and then. I think what we've got is good. Uh, I don't think we need probably if the current squad stays fit, then I can't see him adding an awful lot. Maybe the odd player 
but generally I would say the squad's good enough. They play, they're playing good football and we, you know, I'm, we're hoping for sort of mid-table, something like that. We're never going to set the league alight, we know that, but we're just hoping for sort of mid-table and I, I think they're capable of doing that. Yeah, that was going to be me. Me next question: What, what, what are your expectations for for Bournemouh this season? Obviously, you're saying that you. Well, I'd be you'd delighted be with mid table uh, I mean, and an FA season, Cup run. Well, cup runs are they're a bit of a sore point with me. I've got to be honest. Eddie Howe tends to play a completely different eleven in the League Cup and the FA Cup. Bit of a sore point with me, in as much as I, I, I'm happy. I understand the need to make a few changes. But he, he does go for wholesale changes. He'll, he literally will pick a, a totally different eleven. And if our league position, let's just say, come the FA Cup, third, fourth round, we're still around the mid-table with, obviously, we're not going to get into Europe. We're not saying we're not going to get in a relegation dogfight. Then why not have a real go at the FA Cup? Because that is our one chance of actually getting to Wembley. For Bournemouth, just to even get to Wembley it would be massive for us never mind win the cup just to get a day out at Wembley but he, he tends to and I, and I also get the fact that the be all and end all is to stay in the Premier League with all that comes with it the money and everything I totally get that but like I say if we're in a comfortable position I reckon we should have a go at it but I'll be surprised he, he tends to stick to his guns and, it, and it'll be 11 changes so we'll see cheers Paul yeah and um Back over to yourself, Glenn. Obviously, staying on the the cup theme, we play Leeds tomorrow night in the in the League Cup. Do you envisage Klopp making wholesale changes for that fixture? Yeah, I mean, he'll definitely make changes, and especially in light of you know the the knocks a few of the players have picked up. So I don't think Lallana, he's not fully fit yet. Firmino's picked up a bit of a knock, and obviously Sturridge has as well. So I'd expect some of the the younger players to come in, like some uh, Ajaria. Alexander Arnold, he he done well when he played against Spurs in the last round. Kevin Stewart, um, but there's a lot of experienced players there. You know, you aren't getting as much game time at the minute. Obviously, I think Mignolet will come back into the side, and you'd expect Lucas to come in as well. Clavin, um, Marina at fullback, you know. So uh, I expect changes, yeah. But I mean, I don't think it'll be like a an under twenty one side out. Uh, I still think you he'll he'll put a side out uh, that'll be strong enough to to get past Leeds but it'll be a tough game tomorrow Leeds are on a, a good run of form at the minute under Gary Monk when uh, he had one defeat in their last seven games and that was against against Newcastle uh, who sort of run the way with the league so uh, it'll be a tough game but um, I would imagine Klopp will put a side out strong enough to, to get us through to the semis yeah, he did. He did make eleven changes in in the last round against Tottenham, but obviously Sturridge is, is not available to come back in, and there's one or two um, other injury worries. So, like you say, you can't play a, a two younger side because it, at the end of the day, it's still a, a trophy. It's a trip to Wembley, isn't it? And you win this, and you're in in the semi-finals. So, it's 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 going to be a toss-up between. Um, He's gonna to have to get the right balance, isn't he? Obviously, you're gonna have Nujic, yeah. Stewart, and um, Ajaria in midfield, likelihood. So in front of them, Arigi, he's got a bit of experience. Other than Arigi, do you think Mane will, will play, or do you think he'll choose to rest him? Do you think Woodburn, the young lad, will come in and have a game? Do you think? Well, what's your thoughts on that? Personally, I mean, I think Mane he's more than capable of playing tomorrow night. I mean. Uh... Obviously, if we have ambitions of, you know, at the start of the season and making the top four, now they've probably changed. So next season, you know, players like Mane are going to have to be able to play three games in seven days, you know, whether that be sort of 
Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. You know, because obviously in the Champions League, there's there's no easy games there, so they're going to have to do it. Um, obviously against Leeds, you know, it's not the, the same quality opposition, so you can understand if Klopp did rest them. You know, because if he did play him and, and Manny was to pick up an injury, you know, with with Coutinho out as well, and um, that wouldn't be good for us, obviously. Um, you could either play Manny for the first sort of 60 minutes, and if he gets the job done, take him off early, or else just keep him on the bench just in case, you know, if we if we do manage to go, go behind, perhaps, you know, you can bring him on just as a bit of a safety net, you know, to, to come on and get a goal for us. But uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the young fella Woodburn play. Um uh, he did yeah. play a, f- a good few games for us in pre-season and he was really impressive uh, for us so uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him come in um, but I'll definitely I would, I would keep Mane involved in some shape or form whether that be from the bench or if it was to you know to start and then you take him off after you know, 60 minutes or so Yeah, definitely be um, be an interesting one to see what sort of lineup that Jürgen Klopp goes with right okay then lads what we're going to do now we will head over to our quiz part of the show five questions each uh, Bournemouth home team this weekend so Paul I'm going to ask your questions first this is where I embarrass myself okay <laughs> first question for yourself Paul is this season who is the top goal scorer in the league for Bournemouth from Josh King Junior Stanislas or Dan Gosling <laughs> um, Josh King it's actually Stanislas oh. he's got three King uh, two Gosling two yeah, Callum Wilson's got four yeah that's why I thought it's, it's too <laughs> obvious that's why I've got to try and mix it up a little bit <laughs> So, right, okay then, Glenn, your first question is, who is the top goal scorer in the league this season for Liverpool from James Milner, Sadio Mane or Philippe Coutinho? Coutinho. It's actually Mane with six. Coutinho and Milner both have five apiece. I was thinking Milner because... because of the penalties yeah so I kind of <laughs> threw me a bit but uh, I, I thought it was Coutinho this yeah. is going well <laughs> yeah similar to the last qu- qu- <laughs> as long as you beat our friend Prentice from Sunderland who got a total of zero out of five unfortunately <laughs> last week <laughs> right um, second question for you Paul is who has made the most appearances in all competitions this season for Bournemouth from Callum Wilson, Jack Wilshire, or Charlie Daniels? Charlie Daniels. It's a good answer, mate. Yeah, 11 appearances in all competitions, 8 for Wilshire, 10 for Wilson. So that's one off the mark there, Paul. Okay then, Glenn. Your second question is, in all competitions for Liverpool, who has made the most appearances from Philippe Coutinho, Jordan Henderson or Nathaniel Klein? Uh, Klein. It's another good answer, yeah. He's got 16, Henderson 15 and Coutinho 14. Right, okay. Next question for you, Paul. International themed questions, these two now. Max Gradle represents which international team? Ivory Coast. Good answer, mate, yeah. That's two for you. Okay, Glenn. 
For which international team does Liverpool midfielder Marco Grujic represent? Serbia. It's another good answer, yeah. That's two apiece. Okay. Fourth question. We're on there. It's Paul, isn't it? Which team did Bournemouth sell Lee Tomlin to? Bristol City. Good answer, mate. Yeah, that's three to you and two to Glenn on his fourth question. Right, Liverpool sold defender Martin Skirtle to which club? Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce, that's a very good answer. Right, tricky one for the for the last question. Okay then, Paul. Okay. Who has the most yellow cards for Bournemouth this season in all competitions from Dan Gosling, Harry Arter... Or Adam Smith. Does that include yesterday's game? I got the answers from Wikipedia, so I assume that it will have been updated, yeah. Well, you you to got go yellow with... cards yesterday. Well, I'm going to have to go Adam Smith because he's had a one-game suspension for yellow cards. But then Harry Arthur did get two yellow cards in one game. Well, I'm going Adam <laughs> Smith. <laughs> you going Adam Smith? Yeah. Good answer. He's got five. Yeah, like you say, he got the suspension. And Goslin three, Harriata with four. No pressure, Glenn. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> No pressure, Glenn. Right, Liverpool, this season, who has the most yellow cards in all competitions from? Jordan Henderson, Dejan Lovren or James Milner? I have no idea. No idea. Um. I'll go with Hendo Henderson. You going with Jordan Henderson? Yeah. It's a very good answer. Oh. Five <laughs> yellow cards. Lovren three. Milner with just the one. So, like what happens to me when I never prepare, we have a tiebreaker <laughs> situation. <laughs> so, right, here's a quiz question for you. So, obviously, just come in and say your name when I've finished answering, uh, asking the question. So, in the 15-16 Premier League season, which player was sent off three times from? There's a choice of four. Alexander Mitrovic, John Terry, Victor Wanyama or Sadio Mane? Wanyama. Oh. Paul, did you co- yeah, did you come in first there? Yeah, Wanyama. Victor Wanyama is the correct answer. He oh. was given a five match ban after receiving his third red card of the season in the fifteen sixteen season. So very well done. On the on the quiz there, Paul, you take it this week. Thank you. Unlucky very much. Glenn. Very good very good though. Over Liverpool. <laughs> I was going to say Mitrovic, so I would have, I would have lost anyway. Ah, uh, not to worry, yeah, but it was very good anyway. He finished, uh, finished four apiece after the first question was wrong. He, he's managed to get everyone right after that, so very unlucky. Right, what I'm going to do now, lads, just before we end the show. Tonight I've been asked by a band from Scotland called At The King Lot on Twitter. You can, can get hold of them there they have a new single out called wings which is in aid of the ms society you can it's available on itunes amazon 
Google Play and um, and other avenues if you want to check them out. So the song I'm going to play for you tonight is called Wings by the King Lot.
Okay, so that was the cop tabled preview of the Bournemouth versus Liverpool game this weekend. Thanks very much to Paul Spears, our Bournemouth fan, for coming on the show tonight, Paul. Thanks for having me again, Peter. You're very welcome, and very uh, big thank you as well to Glenn Murray, who's coming on the cop table for the first time, which I appreciate you coming on, Glenn, at, uh, at such late notice as well. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, enjoyed it. Excellent stuff, lads. Okay, so that's the cop table preview of the Bournemouth game, sponsored by Charlie's Chance. Thanks very much for listening, and good night. Glory round the fields of Andrew Wong.